Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today on our third Giving Tuesday um, session here. We're excited to have you um, and we appreciate you joining us. I'm so excited to have our good friend Brandon Staglin joining us today. And um, with One Mind, we're going to have a wonderful um, discussion with him. Brandon is the president of One Mind and he channels deep experience in communication advocacy and personal schizophrenia recovery to drive brain health research programs and to heal lives. As president of One Mind, Brandon um, uses his deep experience in, um, in these different areas to work with multiple advisory councils. He has a master's of science in healthcare and administration and interprofessional leadership from UCSF, bachelor of arts degrees in engineering sciences and anthropology from Dartmouth College. And um, he's just a brilliant guy and we're super happy to have him. So we hope you're, you're ready to enjoy the afternoon with us. You've got your, your glass of Salouse uh, wine or your St. Supri Dollarhide Sauvignon Blanc, I hope, um, or a cup of tea or a glass of water, whatever um, you're ready to have at this time of, of day. Um, but we hope you um, are enjoying something. Remember that uh, if you are supporting One Mind and you want to buy the six pack of wines, just use the coupon code One Mind and $75 will go to um, One Mind as a donation um, from you. We appreciate that support for all of the charities that you've you've done. Um, and also kind of exciting that the Salus wine is also gives back to One Mind. So we hope some of you are drinking that today too. If you want to find it, you can just go to the website. We've got a link um, straight through or to the Staglin Family Vineyards website. But um, you all know this wine. You've had it with me before. The Dollarhide Vineyard Sauvignon Blanc. There's a, a view of the ranch right now at 61 degrees. Gorgeous day here in Napa Valley to be sipping a little Dollarhide Sauvignon Blanc all from that vineyard, 100% Sauvignon Blanc, and just delicious. So a nice way to sip and learn. So Brandon, tell us, um, before we, we get started on One Mind, tell us a little bit about um, the Salus wine and how it does support One Mind. Yeah, thanks, Emma. First, let me say thank you for uh, letting me on, be on this podcast with you. You're a great friend and uh and a great also supporter of the work that we do at One Mind. And I'm very grateful for all the, all the work we've been able to do together. Um, so uh, thank you very much. Now, let me say about, yeah, you're welcome. Um, about the Salus wine, uh, that is our label, uh, which is a more fruit forward label and more easy to approach at a younger age than our Staglin Family Vineyard Estate label. Um, but Salus is the Roman goddess of mental and physical health and well-being. And we chose her as the mascot for our music festival for brain health, which is the main fundraiser for our One Mind nonprofit, which I'll tell you about soon. Uh, but she also is the, um, the figure on the bottle of the Salouse wine. And that's not a coincidence. Uh, the reason for that is that all the profits from the sales of Salouse wine go to support brain health research and care and services through One Mind. Uh, so you can enjoy the wine and know you're also doing good if you do purchase some. I uh, hope you're enjoying the wine. Now, um, Salus is uh, also a um, one of my favorite wine drinking experiences. Uh, I don't drink wine anymore because I take medication for my schizophrenia uh, and they, they interact with each other. Uh, but 
Um, I used to taste it occasionally when I did tours and tastings here at Stagland Family Vineyard. And I had the most memorable uh, wine drinking experience uh, of my <laughs> adult life uh, when I um, tasted the 2000, actually, this is a while ago, 2004 um, Salus Chardonnay at a Stagland Family Vineyard Harvest Party. And the ambiance plus the um, being with friends plus the beautiful flavors and, and, and scents in the wine of um, golden apple and pear and, and peach uh, melded all together beautifully in, in an overall experience that has stayed with me to that day to today of just one of joy and peace and belonging. And I hope you're experiencing something similar with the Salus uh, Cabernet that you have today. Um, so that that's Salus. And uh, when you say salute, you're toasting somebody. That's a derivative of her name. So salute to you. Oh, excellent. I love that. That's so nice. You know, I um, I have to say I met your parents when I first started in working in the wine business in the early 90s. And um, I was so impressed by them because they're they're entrepreneurs um, to start with, as are you. And um, you were really kind of the inspiration for this series for us because we started thinking about um, philanthropic entrepreneurs and really people who um, don't let the world happen to them that change the world. World. And I really think your family are leaders in that and being creative in how um, how you address a problem, especially such an enormous problem as brain health. And um, I'd love you to share with everyone how One Mind was started. Yeah, happy to do that. So One Mind was started in 1995 as inspired by my families and my shared experience with my schizophrenia diagnosis and recovery. I was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 1990, and it was the most devastating, debilitating, and nearly life-ending experience of my life. Um, and it terrified my family at the same time. Um, I was experiencing horrifying hallucinations and delusions, believing that um, my soul was in mortal peril at all times. And, and the anxiety that I felt due to these delusions um, nearly drove me to take my own life at one point. And I'm very grateful that my family was there to rally around me. Uh, their loving support was instrumental in my ultimate recovery uh, and getting through those really dark times. And they went through them with me. And I'm very grateful for their their, their undying and, and un, unswerving support um, during my hardest times and, and today. Um, so inspired by our shared experience with, with my schizophrenia, uh, which um, I'm glad to say that I'm doing well today, uh, but inspired by our shared experience, uh, my parents founded One Mind in 1995. They wanted to do something to give back uh, to the community to pay it forward as well um, for the support they'd received from their friends, uh, the family, with the wider family, and the doctors and, and psychiatrists that I got to see and, and helped me back on my feet again. Um, so we've learned from our experience with schizophrenia that this is something that affects so many people all around the world. Uh, it's actually the, um, the number one contributor, uh, number one single contributor to the financial burden of brain illness in our society today. And because it's just so deep and just so, um, devastating so many families. But One Mind is not just about schizophrenia. So One Mind is tackling the brain health crisis across science and services and society. 
and we address these needs of our our world uh, through programs uh, in those three areas. So the science area, we fund at large scale collaborative science to help discover new ways to predict whether somebody's at risk for developing a mental illness early and then be able to treat them as early as possible, which is something that was instrumental in my own recovery as well. Uh, we also, through the services part of what we do, translate the discoveries that our scientists make into actual practices that patients can use uh, through the clinical um, interactions they have with doctors and so forth, as well as through their own, their own lifestyle practices. And then we also, through the society part of what we do, work to destigmatize mental health and mental illness and make neurodiversity, which is a concept that everybody, even if you have a mental illness, has your own unique strengths uh, and value in, as a human being, uh, make that something that people embrace worldwide. So uh, those are the three arms of one mind and happy to explain more about any of them if you have questions. Well, you know, I, I love the fact, um, one, that you've raised over half a billion dollars since inception, and that is spending so much time and energy, not just on research with one group, but bringing that research together. And um, when I was at the scientific study this year, I found it fascinating that um, there was an overlap that people were seeing between um OCD and um, anorexia and the treatment and the similarity in that. And I think, um, you know, finding all of the similarities that you do with different uh, brain health issues is really helping accelerate so much of the treatment. And, um, you know, we've obviously been through a lot of challenges in the last 18 months and, um, you know, our youth are being affected differently than the parents who are, are struggling to manage everything. And all of us, you know, at work and at home are having, you know, different um, impacts affecting us today. And can you share with us kind of some of the most pressing issues that you're seeing in mental health and yeah. how it is affecting these different categories? Yeah, thank you. So even before the pandemic started, mental health and mental illness were serious problems in our society and, and much overlooked by so many people because there is so much stigma and people don't want to talk about it in general. But as the pandemic has come to be the new normal, unfortunately, um, it's exacerbated the mental health challenges that youth and adults face alike. So in the pandemic's first year, it doubled depression and anxiety diagnoses amongst young people globally and increase suicide attempts by 25% among young people. So it, you can see that even statistics that young people are especially hurting here. Uh, suicides are rising. Um, I just read an article today about a young man who lived with autism and other psychiatric challenges. And uh, he, due to not being able to see um, his practitioner in person anymore and other factors related to that, uh, he died by suicide. Uh, he was at risk before um, at Occidental College, another um, a nascent partner for One Mind and some of the work we do. Um, there have been three suicide attempts in the past year. I was just talking with the dean. Uh, th excuse me, three completed suicides in the past year. Uh, just talking with the dean. It, it's it's really devastating to hear about this. So the isolation, the social function deterioration that com comes with it, and financial and insecurity about the future are contributing factors to the mental health challenges that young people are facing. 
and indications that they are getting worse as you go through the pandemic. So, and even young people with serious mental illness starting who had it when the pandemic started are in even worse shape now. Schizophrenia is one of the highest at-risk conditions for, um, for COVID. And the anxiety that comes with that knowledge uh, is making dealing with schizophrenia and other serious mental illnesses even more challenging for those who have it. So, um, so that's young people. Adults are facing a lot of challenges too. So before the pandemic, um, in the workplace, work was a leading cause of stress. And even, even before the pandemic, about two thirds of adults reported feeling that it's safer not to talk about their mental illness if they have one, or even being um, open about stress they experience in the workplace, uh, feeling that that would be something that could stigmatize them and maybe get them fired. So that doesn't lead to a very safe feeling or, or um, stability for mental health when you're working. Now, during the pandemic, that's gotten even worse. Anxiety and depression in adults has quadrupled uh, since the pandemic began. And essential workers have been the hardest hit. And underserved minorities amongst these two populations have been even harder hit, uh, disproportionately affected with higher stigma in these communities, lower access to resources, and of course, the systemic racism that affects so, many, uh, so much of our society and the discrimination that comes with that, exacerbating mental health challenges amongst people of color and uh, so forth. Uh, I've interviewed many, many such uh, community members of these communities on my One Mind Brainways webcast and learned from them about their experiences. So uh, One Mind is addressing these areas uh, in different ways, but um, if you have any questions about that, we'd love to, to, to expand on that. I, I would love to know how you are um, helping each of these groups, because I know each, you know, one of the things we have to think about and, and all of the things that we address is everyone's an individual, whether it's their, their form of depression or their reason that um, they're homeless or, you know, everyone is an individual and everyone has a different story. And so um, that comes with a lot of different solutions. So please um, share with us some of the ways you're working with these different groups. Yeah, thank you. Very well said. We are all individuals. We all have our own unique experience. We have to honor that when help, trying to work with someone to help them. So on that note, uh, One Mind is helping you through an initiative which we call ASPIRE. It stands for Accelerating Serious Psychiatric Illness Recovery. And this initiative aims to expand and improve prevention and early intervention services for young people all across the U.S., mainly focusing in California and especially locally here in the Napa, Sonoma, and Solano uh, counties um, offering services here. Uh, we support culturally competent mental health services for young people uh, in, in more than one language. Uh, and these services are recovery-oriented recovery wraparound services that help young people back on their feet when they are starting to experience a serious mental illness. And this leverages the discoveries that our scientists have made over the last 25 years uh, nationally in this area. Uh, and the care model that's come out of these discoveries um, is being practiced all across the US now, thanks in part to our advocacy to make this happen. But the outcomes, the actual um, uh, uh, traject life trajectories of the young people that are part of these programs are really heartening and encouraging to see. Um, because the team, the care team that cares for each young person um, 
is a whole team coordinating with each other. And because they work with each young person to understand what they value, what their individual goals are, what their values are, and how their family interacts with them. They also work with a family as part of the wraparound care for the young person. And the, the results have been pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Um, so some statistics are, are, are encouraging to start with. Um, the, um, it's, it's reduced hospitalizations among young people uh, by about 80% over wow. the course of their care and, imp- and improved their actual participation in school and in work by, by 50% uh, over the course of a year. Uh, so that's hard, that's encouraging. And to give one specific example, you mentioned that I have a master of science uh, in healthcare administration and interprofessional leadership from UCSF. Well, I was very fortunate to go through that program and work with, from a master's thesis, young people in these clinics that one mind is supporting. And it was inspiring to work with them to see their dedication, their own recovery, their care for each other, and their care for participating in the scientific work that, that I was leading them in um, as part of the part of the research. Uh, but one of these young people, for example, um, graduated from the program and he is now a firefighter working in California to save lives and, and combat these awful wildfires that we are experiencing each year in this state. Um, I'm really proud of this young person. And uh, that's an example of the kind of outcomes that we can get with this early science-based recovery-oriented care. I do recall, you know, when your family um, chaired Auction Napa Valley, we had just an amazing, successful year, and we were able to use a lot of those proceeds to um, to fund Ventus here to provide training for our teachers in um, Napa County to learn how to identify those early risk issues. Are, are there there are things for those of us um, who have young people in our lives that we should, um, you know, particularly look out for um, to to help identify in that process? Yes, there are, as a matter of fact. So um, this has been, these factors have been identified by the research that our scientists we fund have done. And there are a number of factors, including uh, social withdrawal. If a young person is no longer interacting with friends and enjoying that, uh, if they are, the performance in school is dropping, uh, these are, are two early warning signs combined with things like, um, early kind of nascent paranoia, so to speak, uh, being worried that other people are talking about them behind their back in a negative way um, to, to, a extent, to an extreme degree. Uh, and what we call uh, unusual thought content, which just means if somebody says, sees a, an advertisement on a streaming service or something on TV, and they think that is a message meant just for me. Like that's a message coming through the TV meant to tell me something I need to know about myself. Um, the, that, those kinds of thoughts are, are early indicators of um, oncoming psychosis. And so um, if someone is experiencing all these things put together, maybe a good idea to contact a professional uh, and see if they can get uh, an evaluation um, and it's important if somebody started to experience these things to know that they're probably scared uh, and, and worried about uh, how they're doing. I certainly was when I was starting to hear voices when I was much younger. And it's important to do it in a very um, uh, non-stigmatizing, non-scary way. So like there's a method called LEAP where you want to listen to 
the young person's experiences. You want to empathize. You want to accept what they're going through and ex expressing about what they're going through and partner with them um, to help them back on their feet again. So uh, that was developed by a uh, scientist named Xavier Amador. But that seems to help uh, interact with young people who are starting to experience um, the, these, these terrible symptoms. I like that. We take the leap together. That's right. Right. Um, and right. the leap to recovery. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit more about the music festival and, um, and how that fits into mental health. We've had, you know, we, we kicked off the waiting room with the voices of our city homeless choir again. And, um, we've talked a lot about, um, music and mental health in our, our other, uh, giving Tuesday, um, sessions. And I know that that's really important to you. And we had a, a lot of interesting information this year from the scientists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, that Voices Choir was just phenomenal. It's so uplifting to hear them sing as this podcast was starting. Amazing you work with them. Uh, so the Music Festival was the um, foundational event in 1995 for One Mind. It's still our main annual fundraiser today. Uh, the Music Festival for Brain Health, we call it now. Uh, it's now going to be in its um, 27th year next year. And we uh feature amazing musicians uh performing to entertain the crowd last year we had um an amazing performance by one republic uh the uh very popular band we've also featured in previous years cheryl crow um tim mcgraw lyle lovett melissa etheridge uh, jennifer hudson and they really brought the house down and it really gotten people excited and and celebratory uh dancing together and and just enjoying the afternoon uh, we also feature scientists and their amazing work discovering new therapies and ways to understand and treat mental illness uh this gives people a lot of hope to see this and we we aim to make the environment a very safe environment psychologically you know people feel comfortable sharing about their experiences and finding support in one another so it's not just the scientists the musicians offering support it's it's the guests themselves supporting each other but beyond those uh factors there's also of course amazing wineries uh like saint soufri for example thank you so much for your support uh that donate their wine and support us in other ways um donate their wine to the tasting which is a, a major part of the event it's uh the largest wine tasting of its kind um that we know of for mental health in the world uh and so many generous wineries support uh the event uh, through through their wine there's also a, a dinner um, for the VIP guests at the end of the evening um, created by a different celebrity chef each year. And it's just um, a completely memorable, memorable and transformative experience that, that is one of the highlights of my year. It really is quite fantastic. And um, we'll have to, I see that Misty posted on the chat, music-festival.org um, and onemind.org to um, check that out. If you're thinking of coming to Napa Valley, I have to say, I really enjoy the science symposium um, to begin with. It's just fascinating. And, you know, I have a little bit of a science background and um, definitely not a healthcare background, but it was, it's very interesting um, to learn more each year. Um, Thank you. May, may I add one thing? It'll yeah. be September 10th, 2022 will be our next music festival for Brain Health. So mark your calendars. Uh, you can purchase tickets very soon on our website if you'd like to do that early. Uh, early bird prices are lower than, uh, than later purchase prices. And we do sell out often very early. So uh, keep an eye on that. 
Yeah, I think you you always sell out, and it, it very and the often very early is um, is true. So um, beyond the inside track there and plan your your visit to Napa Valley around harvest time. Um, but you know, you know, Brandon, you're you're also doing so many other creative things. I mean, you're bringing together the science and and sharing the data between the scientists. You're supporting them with grants, and and you're also. Um, investing in entrepreneurs with your accelerator program. Can you share some more information around that? Because it's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a new new initiative, one mind called the Catalyst Fund, which we are planning to likely include an accelerator component in over the developing that over the next year. Uh, but we through this initiative, we are um, investing in startup companies that have promising technologies that can help people who experience mental health challenges. And we do this to um, scale up the opportunities for people to use these breakthroughs in science that can, that can then help them to live a full and meaningful life. For example, one of our earlier investments was uh, that it just launched publicly was Alto Neuroscience. You may have heard of it in the news recently. It's a Silicon Valley company that is doing breakthrough work in identifying how to treat people very precisely for different types of depression or post-traumatic stress disorder. And they do this by using what we call EEG or electroencephalogram. It's, you may have seen people with like wearing us capital electrodes on their head and it measures what we call brain waves, the electrical activity in their brain. And they use these biological measures that they can get through this, this EEG method um, and other methods to, um, figure out what subtype, like what particular individual manifestation of depression, post-traumatic stress you have in your brain and in your body. And then they can tailor medications which they develop specifically for you um, so that you can, the ideal is that from the get-go, as soon as you are diagnosed with a depression or PTS, post-traumatic stress, you can get the exact right treatment that will help you to recover. And Imagine how this could help so many people. And maybe you're imagining for somebody that you know or love. Uh, I'll give my example. When I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, I went through about six months of trial and error trying to find a medication that could alleviate my symptoms and help me feel like myself again. And the uncertainty and anxiety that, that I felt throughout that entire six months and the the debilitation of the side effects that I was experiencing, like thunder and lightning going on in my head, seizures, uh, suicide risk. Uh, it was an awful situation that I, I went through that first six months and my family went through it with me. So if we can help people from the very beginning to avoid that risk and that suffering um, and get to people as early as possible with that, that right treatment, then we will help a lot of people um, live the full and meaningful lives they deserve. I love that. That is, it's so fantastic. I mean, there's so many um, things that, it, that um, we can do to improve. You, you feel like it's the dark ages where it's like, just try this one. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try this one. You know, and each one takes so much time. It's really, um, really amazing. And are they able to, you know, produce those in a um, in a scalable fashion to make them more available nationally? I mean, what's your your uh, methodology of seeking um, that sort of treatment versus the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a growing field. It's called psychopharmac, excuse me. It's called um, uh, pharmacogenomics, pharmacogenomics, excuse me, pharmacogenomics. And it's one way to um, uh, 
do what we actually call precision medicine. That's the actual term that we use, precision medicine. Uh, so it's one of the latest, uh, most uh, popular themes in research today, but this company that we've invested in is actually doing it uh, in a way that patients can, can start to use in a growing way. So the company did just launch, uh, so it's, it's available on a limited scale now, uh, but you can participate in um, studies with the company. And uh, I did just interview the CEO. His name is um, Amit, Amit Etkin, a former Stanford professor. And uh, on my One Mind Brainways webcast, which you can see on One Mind's website. Um, so I'd be happy to um, uh, tell people what that's just go to onemind.org slash brainwaves and you can find that webcast there. That's fascinating. And just it's so um, uplifting to know for um, for the young people we know and don't know for, you know, those in our lives that um, there's a lot of. Uh, help coming. Um, one of the, the other initiatives that, that you launched this year was um, One Mind at Work. Do you, you mm. want to share a little bit about that? I would love to. Thank you. So One Mind at Work, uh, we launched it actually about about five years ago, oh, um, but, it, but it's been growing. It's, it's a hugely growing this year, as a matter of fact. Um, we just hired a, a new uh, executive vice president for One Mind, and among other things, he's leading that, that, um, that division very very, very capably and with much talent and charisma. His name is Daryl Toll. Um, but uh, One Mind at Work uh, is a workplace mental health movement and services organization uh, as well um, that has is changing the way that corporations across the world practice mental health supports and empowerment for their employees who experience stress and anxiety, depression, other mental health challenges. Uh, One Mind at Work is has enrolled 130 employers so far, with 60 of them added on just this year. So it's really accelerating. To your point of it, uh, yeah. that it launched this year, it's really accelerating this year. Uh, and so far, it has uh, covered about eight million employees under its charter. So when companies join, they sign a charter uh, and an MOU stating that they will provide a, a supportive culture, that they will. Um, take the, the appropriate measures to make sure their employees have the right uh, insurance coverage and um, destigmatize mental health in their workplace and, and many more things. Um, and so it's shifting the culture to embrace neurodiversity uh, and see the strengths in each employee and each individual that working in the workplace with, the, with each other and also providing services and connections for employees and leaders. And one of the main events we have for One Mind at Work is the annual global forum, global leadership forum which take place just before the music festival for Rain Hell each year. That's how we've been doing it over the last few years. That takes place here in the Napa Valley as well. And we have about a hundred leaders of corporations coming and participating in that each year in person and many, many more online uh, to network and learn from each other about the best practices that they develop and innovate in their companies each year to help their employees with their mental health. Excellent. Got, you're you're helping us from every angle, from uh, from childhood through um, adulthood, and um, on into hopefully uh, through our working careers. So thank you so much for that. How um, how can um, folks get involved? I mean, can you share with us kind of uh, what five hundred, a thousand, five thousand, fifty thousand dollars would do for your organization? Yeah, sure. We'd love to talk about that. Um, so at five hundred dollars. Um, 
that is the equivalent of enabling one patient in one of our care programs here in California, including the three that are local to our, our area here uh, in Napa, Solano, and Sonoma counties, equivalent to one psychiatric consultation for one patient as part of their care. Uh, $1,000 is equivalent to one full diagnostic evaluation for one patient. So if they're, so like we were talking earlier about early warning signs and, and signals, um, if you refer somebody to a, one of these care programs, then uh, they can do the full diagnostic evaluation for about that, that amount. Um, the, uh, the higher amounts that you mentioned uh, would be wonderful to help in different ways. Um, say $50,000 could um, support a, uh, a think tank event uh, for scientists to, to meet and uh, with one mind for a targeted purpose uh, to develop a new treatment for uh, early serious mental illness, for example. We, we just had two of these think tanks held over the last two years, one of which has published already two important papers and journals. Uh, this one was on imply, applying musical interventions for treating serious mental illness. And uh, that was done in conjunction with uh, Johns Hopkins University's International Arts and Minds Lab. You can learn more about that on our website as well. Uh, so these groundbreaking think tanks have created um, new directions in research and ultimately will lead to new forms of care for people experiencing mental illness. That's fantastic. I thank you so much for all of the work that uh, that you do. Um, is there anything else that I, I should have asked you that you want to share with everyone um, that I, I failed to, to ask you that, about the organization or how folks can get involved? Thank you. You asked perfect questions all the way through. Um, uh, if people would like to learn more about One Mind, please visit onemind.org. That's O-N-E-M-I-N-D.org, where you can also sign up for our e-newsletter uh, to be apprised of all our new activities. Our communications director, Garrett uh, Sledeback, um, is incredibly proactive at uh, getting all the news out each week in the e-newsletter, including about our Brainways webcasts. Uh, so please check that out. Um, and if you if you have somebody in your family uh, or you yourself are experiencing a mental health challenge, uh, please know that it does it can get better. It does get better, and then by learning that uh, you are not your thoughts, I, I tell I tell myself this: I am not my thoughts. I'm not my ideas. I'm not my feelings or beliefs. There's something deeper to me than that. It's very grounding and. Um, calming to understand that. And I can just see the world a lot more clearly when I remember that. Uh, so I think that's a helpful thing to remember for, for mental health in general. Well, Brandon, thank you so much. It was great to catch up with you and um, we wish you a very happy holiday season as we continue on in our sharing, caring and holiday entertaining for um, the next couple of weeks. We'll be back um, at that and one more week of our Giving Tuesdays where we'll be um, chatting with AIM High, um, looking at middle school students and how we can keep them um, going and expanding their education over the summertime instead of going backwards, moving forwards at a really accelerated pace and um, setting their goals for the future and um, for high school and um, in a very positive fashion. So we'll be looking forward to AIM High next week. And thank you so much for joining us. And um, until uh, next time, be well, be kind, and um, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.